0: Welcome back, everyone. We are The Three Podcasts, and we are so glad you were here with us for episode nine. It was October 10th when we recorded this, so it was right after the vice presidential debate, and we hope you enjoy.
1: All right, guys. So I think you uh, already saw when we were talking earlier, I Gave you the rundown of how how things went this morning with Nancy Pelosi. Oh, yeah. So I didn't so I didn't actually hear that. So let's 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 start there then. It was Nancy Pelosi and House Representative Jamie Raskin. And what they were talking about was laying out a plan so that if there's ever a situation in the future where the president becomes incapacitated for whatever reason and power needs to be transferred without the president choosing to do it his or herself, then they need to have a plan for how this is going to work because the 25th amendment lays it out and basically says that Congress is responsible for establishing a body But it doesn't give any further detail than that. And there's never been a body established. And that's why there were a ton of questions about the 25th Amendment. Should Trump get sick enough that they're not actually able to, he's not able to pass the power, like they have to pretty much take it from him and pass it on to Pence. So because those questions being raised, Nancy Pelosi and Jamie Raskin are like, hey, this isn't okay like the american people deserve to know that power is going to be transferred in a way that is uh that is peaceful and is stable and the government is still going to function the way it's supposed to so they laid out this whole plan um it's going to be they said very very clearly and repeatedly that this is not something for now This is them laying the groundwork for the future and future presidencies. This has nothing to do with Trump at all or the election. They made that very, very clear. But they said that because of what's going on with Trump right now, that brought these questions to the table, brought it to the forefront. And they're like, we need to take care of this before it actually becomes an issue. And what they suggested was they suggested 16 members of this body eight of them are going to be uh former leaders so like um former speakers of the house or former presidents or just people of that nature and they're going to be um a bipartisan for those eight people the other eight people are going to be medical professionals and then there is a 17th person who is going to be chosen by the 16 to be their chair. And this is going to be a permanent body that will assemble if and when there's ever a situation where they need to decide whether the president is actually capable of doing his or hopefully her job. So the whole time, all the questions... That the media were asking them were literally just all about trump and the whole time they were they all their answers were just like hey like this isn't about that like we're doing this because we want to lay it out for the future none of the questions for them actually furthered the discussion about what they were discussing And then the vast majority of news articles that came out about this, the headline is just basically saying that Trump's going after Pelosi is going after Trump. Well, of course, and it's like that is not what's happening at all. (laughs) There's a couple that tell the truth, but for the most part, it's just sensationalized.
2: Well, the thing that I I noticed though is like I only saw that that single article yesterday. That it was mm-hmm. even happening and I've I've seen nothing today, although I mean I wasn't really on social media much, but
1: I had to search for it to find it.
2: Yeah. It's it's kinda of weird that it's not like but then I mean It's all Tr- weird to me. <laughs> well, true. I mean Trump's being all crazy, so that's like the top of the you know, that's a, that's the top of the headline. And of course the the fly that landed on on Pence's head,
0: I kept I kept seeing posts about it. Like um,
2: the fly tested positive for COVID was one of them. I I just saw one that had Ruth Bader Ginsburg's collar on it, her lace collar.
1: Oh.
2: <laughs> <Ruth> <laughs> no, not no nothing fly. on it, just the fly and Ruth Bader Ginsburg's collar on the fly. Yeah, I thought that was that was pretty funny. I don't obviously
0: agree with the whole term of fake news. But there is definitely issues with our media,
2: like, for sure.
1: Well, our media wants to sensationalize everything. Well, well
2: it's about yes, money. it's sensationalized news.
1: It's about money, which they do by entertaining the people with the news, as opposed to just giving the information. It just seems like the reason why we're not seeing a lot about it is that it's just not interesting, enough it's not as it's not a story that they can they they're definitely putting a spin on it and trying to sensationalize it but it it's hard to because what they're doing at the end of the day is they're saying like the american people need stability but a lot of our news right now is really focused on chaos yeah so it's like here here's some people saying well Let's put this stability in place. Let's put these things in place so we don't even have to worry about those things. But that's not interesting. That's not a headline that's going to, you know, get people riled up.
0: I, I, I kind of wonder if that's like, if this has something to do with because like, because realistically, like when you, if, when you break it down, like the stuff that has to happen for this country is not glamorous. It's not mm-hmm. really interesting. It's probably mm-hmm. pretty fucking dull to be honest. Like when like when you really have to like take that stuff for a change, like it's not sensational and it happens slowly over time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like this right. one and done thing, which I think is like and I and, and I don't really know if like where or why that kind of stuff is going on, but it seems like cuz like this cuz what they brought to the table like this is like a legacy idea like this is a hey guys this is a future thing like and we never it's like we never want to deal with the future like we never want to think well out there
2: yeah you know that and that actually um that reminds me of um simon Sinek and he his last book was on um what's called the infinite game and so you have the finite game if you look at business the finite game you have the infinite game and the finite game is about, like, winning and beating your competition. So think about Microsoft, easy example. You know, they're always trying to beat Apple, you know, and get a one up on Apple. But Apple, when especially when Steve Jobs was <clears throat> running the company, he played the infinite game. And <clears throat> that was actually looking to what would be like sustainable and what would outlast him. You know, you're not looking to win, win the immediate battle. It's like how can you better everything, and you know, I guess not so much. Well, maybe you could say like winning the war, but it's it's that long, that long haul, that focusing out into the future. Yeah. And what I've seen, and I mean, even you know, even I noticed in my you know for my for my my own self is especially if you're under stress or you know like all the chaos going on in the world it's it's too easy to like pull in and only focus on what's in front of you right and it, it takes I really from experience it takes skill to focus outside of yourself and out into the future yeah of like what is it that you're looking to accomplish it's like when you you set an objective for a business it's like that objective is you know what the company actually does and that's that's to be like long lasting that's the life of the company but yeah I think it's way too easy to get caught up in the drama and the chaos of everything going on around you and we're definitely seeing that one in politics right Um, we're seeing it in the media And so something like what uh, Nancy Pelosi and what was the other guy's
1: name, Lynn? Jamie Raskin, who prior to this, I'd never heard of him, but apparently he has been actually fighting for this to happen for like he he's he introduced this back in 2017. So this isn't new. Like it's something that there's just a new push for. And he, he he's a representative from Maryland. And okay. he okay. seemed very like he they called him a um constitutional scholar. So he has like a very big background in the constitution itself.
2: Right. So he's looking he's looking at like the the overall bigger picture, the 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 overarching ideas. Mm -hmm. And so it's interesting. So this is something that they've been working on for a while, which um, like, you know, change change, change takes effort, change takes rolling up your sleeves and doing the hard work and, you know, however long, you know, that process takes to to actually get that particular thing accomplished. Mm -hmm. So it, it really makes with where we are, you know, what's going on in the world today it makes a lot of sense. Like that story just isn't on the top of the news because it's like, oh, well, that's you know fucking boring. You know, you got a president over here who's strung out on, on was it de- Dexo? What is yeah. it? Yeah, the steroids. You know, like tweeting ridiculous shit.
0: Yeah, like called into and... Fox News, like ranting like a couple times a- about, about literally little
1: fishy fucking nothing.
0: <laughs> like he is right. Like yeah the, he's just the antithesis of like chaos and destruction <laughs> it's
2: just like... and we're talking about it so i mean come on you know it's like yeah you know we're here we're here talking about the 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 crazy shit
1: well what representative raskin talked about also because he was talking about the history of the 25th amendment And when the 25th Amendment was originally proposed and then went through the whole process and got ratified, that was right after JFK's assassination. And it was also in the middle of everybody being scared of nuclear war. So with that fear on the table, everybody was like, okay, well, we need to figure something out. But then it didn't really come up again to a point where, like, we had to, like, think about it and think about, well, what could happen until we end up in this situation where it's COVID times? And what he said was that with something like this in particular, you're always going to think about, like, the current local scheme of things. Like, you're going to think about what's going on now instead of looking to an unknown future, The original writers of the 25th Amendment had no clue that anything like COVID could happen. They just knew that anything could happen at that point. And that's why they wanted to put it in place and they wanted it to be clear. Up until that point, it wasn't even necessarily clear what the presidential line of succession actually was. So they were thinking ahead to the future but they didn't take it that next step further, and until- Right, they
0: kind of left it open for whatever was meant to come after that. Mm-hmm. It was like, hey, here's 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 like the first step. Someone right, else can to pick work. it up and take- Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. They did groundwork, and they're like, hey, okay- who, whenever this seems necessary, pick it up and finish it, basically.
1: Take it to the yeah. finish
0: line.
2: Yeah, they laid the foundation, you know, for the country.
1: I also I also don't know though, because one of the main people involved in the twenty fifth amendment was uh Robert F. Kennedy. And of course he was assassinated in nineteen sixty eight, so it might have been something where They just weren't continuing his work because of his assassination might have also been part of it. But maybe. Yeah, I mean, it's good that they're deciding that they're looking at these things and saying like, hey, maybe we should clarify this now before there is a really big constitutional question in the future.
0: Honest to God, I just we just need more shit like Hamilton. I'm sorry, we just I'm gonna say it. We just need more stuff like Hamilton because I've never been interested in anything when it comes to understanding the Constitution or like, you know how politics work or any of that. And then it was like this came along, and I was like, holy shit, this stuff is actually really fucking important. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, what you said earlier, Brie, you brought up that um, you brought up about Trump's rise. And how that might be because of the sensational, the sensationalism in this country. I do. I do think so. Yeah. To me, that's like, that makes a whole ton of sense. Because, like, tr- Trump sells papers. <laughs> like, he sells stories. He is He's the erratic behavior. Easy to make fun of. He's easy to make fun of. He's easy to... He's easy to say, look, here's this crazy, this crazy thing Trump did. He's constantly creating battles with people.
2: But it's interesting thinking about the, uh, what you guys are talking about here. And you've got Trump who, who lives and breathes on chaos and sensationalism. Mm -hmm. And you've got a portion of the media that lives and breathes on um. You know, on chaos, money. Let's include money and money. sensationalism. Um, it, it's it. I'm looking at. It, it's like it's a very, very symbiotic relationship.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It feeds off of. They literally feed off of each other, and I think that's really why. Um, why we we are seeing so much of uh, the the sensationalism, which also fuels the divisiveness. Um, uh, which fuels the chaos and and you know like on and on it's like rolling a rolling a a, a stone down the hill it becomes a you know it's massive by the time it you know it gets to the bottom mm-hmm. um I did something that actually goes well with this uh last night I, w- I came across um Carolyn Mace, who I don't know if people know, you know, really know of her. Um, But she's done, she's been in that like self-help kind of uh, group of people over the past probably 20 years. Uh, She's very interesting, but she she's very knowledgeable on history. And I came across a video last night of hers. And one thing that she talked about is about the chaos that's going on. And I, I did some training with her long, long time ago. And that was actually one of the things that really stuck out because she used history to describe how how change, like massive change in the world comes about. And what she talked about last night was like, how all the points of the chaos are coming together okay um so i mean you you have like trump and he's he's fueling all of these other parts and pieces right i mean you Mm -hmm. have you have global warming that's like hitting a crescendo you have black lives matter movement um women's rights movement a pandemic, pandemic, uh, like you have all of these pieces, and and it's all 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 this, all of this has really fueled that uh the, that chaos in the world. Because well, one there is no leadership either, so no. it's blowing up. But the interesting thing about this is, if you look throughout history, any point in time where there has been uh, a dramatic shift or a massive change in how how the you know the world is you know the world actually is. There's always this chaos before. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like when, when when she described like all those points coming together, made a lot of sense, and then like they come together, but then it's like this like explosion
0: like the big bang
2: the big bang literally the <laughs> big bang um it's a monumental shift in reality right and right and it's like change has been initiated and it's going to happen
0: if you like it or not
2: if you like it or not exactly and one of the other things that and i just like how she said it was it's really about the balance and survival of life that's actually what was on my mind. I was thinking,
0: I was like, us as a species has to survive. Like, that's mm-hmm. written into our DNA. Yes. And we will find a way to survive. Right. That's the beauty of humanity.
1: I yep. will survive. <laughs> as long and... as I know how to love.
0: <laughs> Go We'll on. do karaoke night one, one night, guys. <laughs> We got some chops in here.
2: I mean, you know, look at look at Hamilton, even, you know, since we we are definitely Hamilton fans and look at the chaos that that ensued to to actually become to birth the nation that, you know, the the United States. Yeah. And in that rebuilding process. You know, Mm -hmm. you're always going to have that. It's just like part of it. Like we're saying earlier of like rolling up your sleeves and getting your hands dirty. And exactly. It ain't pretty. No, (laughs) it's not easy work. (laughs) But it gets the job done. You know,
1: what's very interesting about Hamilton, though, is just how Lin-Manuel Miranda portrayed him and portrayed him versus Burr. And I don't – I've never, like, sat down and actually read the biography of Alexander Hamilton that Lin-Manuel Miranda based it on. It's actually very high on my book list. Um, Yes, it's on mine too, yeah. But the one thing that he portrayed in that was that Hamilton really wanted to sensationalize things, where Burr was like, that's all he had to say, sit down. Like, they – it, it's just it's just interesting that that the dr- <sighs> yeah he does he has that
0: drama yeah because like that's where he fucks up when he writes the um the reynolds pamphlets
2: oh the, the, uh, reynolds, the reynolds pamphlets because yeah,
0: he like he had the it's one like, experience really? where he's like i wrote my way out which is, the song before is a beautiful song and then yeah. you're like well, this isn't gonna go well. <laughs> no. Not the same.
1: <laughs> yeah, he—he's
0: basically Hamilton's literally a walking tabloid, to be honest. Even though he had great ideas,
1: yeah. And if you watch the um, so Comedy Central did the Drunk History with Lin Lin, oh, Lin- oh, Manuel yeah, Miranda. It's, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. But um, Lin Manuel Miranda is talking about Hamilton and all the shit he was doing. And he's like, he didn't have to do any of this. It is such a what the fuck moment. Like, what are you doing, dude? This was not necessary. And there is that level of drama to it. So it's like this shit Trump's doing. It's not anything new for our country. It's just literally as Stephen. Yeah,
2: but hang on here, though. So the difference between Hamilton's drama and Trump's drama is Hamilton had to actually work with everyone else to do what he did. Right. He like, yes, did he have his drama and did he do stupid shit? Well, of course. But in spite of all of that, he actually did get shit done. He was one of the founding fathers.
1: Well, right. And I guess where I was going with that and what I was trying to say is that that like drama and sensationalism has always been a part of it, it's always been a part of our country, but it's like Trump took it to a neck to like another level that is beyond what has been going on like in the rest of our country like has been going on up to this point. Well
2: and he's done nothing with it except divide a country. And that that's the point I'm I was like, okay, let's look at these two extremes. Right. Okay.
0: We have to consider context, but the idea of that sensationalism has always been part of America, just like capitalism Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. racism. Like, so it's if you imagine like obviously Hamilton was uh immigrant, he was impoverished, grew up super fucking poor, like mm-hmm. terrible shit happened to him, and Trump, who's grew up rich, extremely rich, literally did nothing <laughs> to gain and that
2: suffered no consequences
0: ever, no, well, they, ever
2: negative consequences i guess he the
0: shit he's never done. had yeah exactly he's never actually he's never been held accountable i think is more accurate for yeah actions.
2: that that is yeah yeah he's never
0: be been held accountable so he's never had those negative consequences affect him he can shield himself because he has lawyers and money and people who will suck as you know
2: yeah so it's that. so like
0: <laughs> and it's but it's definitely interesting to see how that like one, the politics, bickering, sensationalism that was with our founding fathers, obviously, in the context of the 17th, 18th, hundreds, like, but then it's like, because of technology, because of, like, capitalism, who literally with the top 1% and like everything and it's like, now we have, it's like the problem got bigger, because we never dealt with it. Yes, Is what it looks yeah. like to me.
2: I believe that's called the snowball effect.
0: Yep. Yes, <laughs> it is called the snowball effect. Because we never want to deal with anything. Because it's apparently too boring and way too hard. Like, we, I mean, it's been said, Americans are lazy. To varying degrees, of course. But it's like not so much in the actual physical activity our, of ourselves i would say more like not like cuz we obviously you have people who are hard fucking workers like mom you talked about like the 80 year olds in the field like still like mm-hmm. pulling potatoes up but mm-hmm. like more so of our minds like mm-hmm. we we don't challenge ourselves yeah. to think through things
2: mentally and that's why we
0: mm-hmm. have like trumpsters and i think you no matter what you'll have people who are followers versus leaders but they can. there's still, like, a component where I think everyone... Like, I feel like the next step to humanity is, like, taking that next leap into really thinking for ourselves. And actually, yeah. like, stopping and considering those long-term consequences mm-hmm. to what we're doing now. Which is... it, Like Pelosi or not, which, you know, I have my own qualms, which is fine. But if she's actually, like, yo... Twenty Fifth Amendment, long term goal here, and nobody's listening. But people are talking about a fly, which funny. I get it. It's fine. But like, what we really should be talking about is like that longevity of our country, which is now people are finally starting to pay attention to. I think hopefully things because have gotten
2: we've been bad enough or worse. Yeah. Right, that's
0: like real enough. Right, like it's become holy shit. This is like going to affect everything and everyone from income to health to education and it's like we need to pivot away from those sensationalized dramatic stuff that doesn't really matter to be honest and when i know like when i hear people like bickering back and forth about these, these like ridiculous nuances that just don't really matter. Like, I don't care what tie the guy is wearing. What is he actually trying to, to, like, say here? Like, what is he actually, what's his point? Like, what's the whole picture here? I don't care about he he said, she said, and all this like little stuff. It's like big picture guys, like, right what's going on
2: right yeah it's the ability to to pay, to pay attention to who people are so it's like that Maya Angelou quote uh, believe people when they tell you who they are the first time
0: mm-hmm. yes because we're getting now bit in the ass by that we are <laughs> that's a country <laughs>
1: like hardcore huge yeah.
2: chunk out
1: Yeah. And it's like, Bree, you brought up like you brought up the Mike Pence and the fly thing. And it's like, you know what? That's hilarious. We've laughed about it and enjoyed the memes ourselves. But at the same time, we literally watched that man get up on that screen. And the whole time he was just talking over both Harris and Paige and not letting them speak. But now we're talking about a fly.
0: Exactly. Like, are we actually going to deal with the elephant in the room or are we going to like fucking try and brush it under the rug by distracting ourselves with comedy? And I think like that's what we did with Trump to begin with. It's dangerous. It's right. complacency. It was,
2: oh, it's just Trump. Mm-hmm. And people yep. wrote it off and ignored it. It's like he'll go away. Unfortunately, no. he hasn't gone away. And to just to go back to Pence here, I mean, Pence got up there and he lied the entire time with mm-hmm. a straight face in a calm voice and a very collected demean- demeanor, demeanor and lied to your face.
1: But the thing is, is that everybody's talking about how obnoxious Trump was. Pence did the exact same thing. He just did it in a calmer more composed way but he did the exact same shit that trump was doing it's the same it's the same thing with a slightly different flavor
2: right like trump was overtly violent and pence was like insidiously violent Mm -hmm. yeah you know he was sly about it
0: yep I, I mean I've I've said it before. Pence actually scares me more than Trump mm-hmm. because the thing with Trump is Trump says what he's going to do. Believe him or not. Oh yeah, all the time. He says it though. And that's mm-hmm. he literally tells what the he's doing. I can't trust Trump for anything else, but I can trust the man to tell me exactly how he thinks about something. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what he thinks. He's like me. You know where I'm at with something. Yep, I'll fucking time. tell you. There's all the time, every day. Doesn't matter. You know where i'm at with something and trump actually is we're well, actually funny thing we're both gemini's uh, oh,
1: also also actually, a gemini. so yeah i'm a gemini too <laughs> um but it's like mike pence is over there being aaron burr like talk oh, less yes. That's smile, you're smile more don't let them know who you're against or who you're against for
2: who we're for
0: yeah like the question like um first off pence like utterly disgusts me like i like my vagina, like yes, right inside, yes, <laughs> right it's in the hiding. right up inside. It go, yeah. It's like whoop, you know, like when they said that. Uh, never mind. We'll, next time, um, <clears throat> I was gonna gonna go off in another direction. I was like, never mind.
2: <laughs> focus, um, focus. Uh,
0: but yeah, he. I mean, Pence won, defended Trump the entire time. He lied on multiple occasions. I'm sure we could will share something. I'm sure they fact-checked him. Yes, um, they did
2: and he lied on almost all the occasions.
0: There you go. Um, he refused to answer questions and like the abortion question, like uh what state was he was it? Indiana? I don't remember. Yeah, they were like, so if this like thing passes, then do you want it to be abortions to be completely banned? I think it was something to the, to the effects of. And he just was like, actually, I'm going to talk about whatever I want to talk about and
1: fuck all of you. Like, <laughs> that I was just like, yeah, but that was and the th- and the <sighs> thing about that was that. It was not only just that question itself. This was right after Susan Page was like, "Um, excuse me, you've been talking over me and Harris hasn't gotten the same amount of time as you." So, like just basically telling him like you agreed to these terms and you're not following them. So, I'm not going to let you respond to this because of that. And then the next time he spoke, he's just like, well, I'm going to go back and respond to that. It was very much a fuck you. I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want because I'm I'm a man and I have apparently never been alone with a woman except my wife. So for you to speak to me like this is simply unacceptable was basically what he was saying that whole time. And you could just tell how uncomfortable he was on that stage with those two women.
2: Well, I thought it was interesting because wasn't the moderator supposed to be a man?
1: The moderator was supposed to be a man. It was a guy from C-SPAN, and I've been looking and haven't actually found a reasoning why that changed. I'm very interested to know why. I don't know if it was possibly possibly something to do with COVID. I don't I don't know. I'm just but it was Well, I mean to it was interesting.
2: Dude. Yeah, it was interesting how it you know how it actually ended up. Um, yeah, and yeah, uh, Kamala, uh, I have well, Fox News trash. I mean, they trashed her.
0: Well, of course, because you know, Fox News. they uh, hate, of course they hate women, freedom, democracy, everything except Trump. Basically,
2: and it's like, how dare she? You know, make the faces that she did, and and she was sending a she was sending a very clear message. She's Mm -hmm. a, I mean, she's a mama and those looks were definitely mama looks of like, you got to be fucking kidding me. You're, you're saying what? You know, it's like, (laughs) I mean, she, she made her point. I mean, literally she communicated with those looks Mm
1: -hmm.
2: of where she was.
1: No matter how many times Pence just kept speaking and speaking and speaking and speaking the whole time. She was giving you that look the entire time that you knew exactly what she thought, while he mm-hmm. just ran his mouth.
2: Yep, and I I thought it was yeah exactly, because um, the first like time or two that she she stayed silent while he was talking over um, uh, Susan, and I was like, what is she do- what is she doing? And then it was like, oh shit. She's giving Pence the rope to hang himself. Yep. Just let him talk. Because every woman, every woman, whether they, every woman who watched that, whether they admit it or not, was appalled by that. Mm-hmm. That put Pence in a very poor light. Because now those moments are in every woman's psyche who watched that. Like you said, like whether they whether they re- realize it or not, it's going to have an effect because every woman has had that experience, and it's de- it's disrespectful and it's degrading.
1: Speaking of just like that disrespect, something that I realized happens a lot with women is that they use their first names. In sp- what do you mean? So like, obviously um, oh yes yes, they use yeah. their first name so like kamala harris is regularly just referred to as kamala where pence isn't called mike biden isn't called joe it's re- they're referred to oh. by their for they're referred to by their first name so i kind of un- i kind of understand with hillary clinton because but still I-, I mean with her husband being bill like just separating them but still like they use the first names of women yeah Nancy Pelosi, she's often just referred to as Nancy. Trump is always referred to as Trump. It's not that often you hear him referred to as Donald. Like, it's just like that. Like, it's almost like this, like, weird thing where, like, women don't have that, like, last name respect thing. And it was interesting because Susan Page um, accidentally called her Cam- Kamala. And during it, she was like, that's okay. That's my first name. You can call me that. And Susan Page says, no, I want to give you the respect of calling you Senator Harris. And ever since Yeah, that was really
2: cool. Yeah. But yes, I I noticed that too. And it was something, I don't know, it was a night, actually a night or two ago we were talking. And I realized I did that. Mm -hmm. That I said Kamala and Pence.
1: Yeah, that's why I've been trying to say Harris. Just because it's like, it was just a moment where I was like, Wow, mm-hmm. and she's okay with being called Kamala. She's like, that's my name, but even a uh, um, AOC after the debate, I think Pence referred to her as AOC, but she tweeted out, she said at Mike Pence that Senator Ostasio Cortez to you because there's just that lack of respect for women and how they're how they're addressed. And it was just something I've been thinking about, like trying to call her Harris instead of Kamala. Like that just seems like, you know, just like something more respectful to do. Yeah, yeah,
2: I'm not sure I'm not sure what that what that's really it'd be interesting to delve into that more because I mean if you look at um like look at singers, like there's Madonna, there's Cher, there's um Oh, help me here! You know Who what?
0: Else? I actually, I just had a thought, but I was thinking, like, traditionally speaking, and this may be a slightly off topic here, but traditionally speaking, women's last names change in marriage, so it, yeah. that might have something might to do be it, something. like a more of a technical thing that we have within our society. Not saying that there is. Like obviously thinking that every woman changes her last name be- when they get if and when they get married is obviously like a very old idea.
2: That's been around, but maybe there,
0: yeah. right? But maybe there is something, something at least at play there mm-hmm. as a thought,
2: right? But it's a, it's, a, a, it's it's a, it's a it's a subconscious.
0: Okay, here's a better example. Okay, so you say the first name stuff for women and last name for men. A better example to maybe illustrate this would be, um. Oftentimes, women are referred to when we're together as girls. Yes. Ah, oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a better illustration, I think, of what we're talking about. Because we never, like, look at a group of men and say, oh, look at the boys. Now, we do. There are some points, but usually women use it because it's degrading. Yeah. It's intentional. Mm-hmm. Not saying yeah. it's okay, but that, that's a thing. We, we call them boys when they can't be men. Like, I consider Trump a boy. Like, he's a little boy. That's just the way he acts. But, like, we generally don't, though, use that. Like, I know at my job, I worked closely with another woman. And my teammates, who were mostly men, considered us the girls. Like, that was how they labeled us. But at the end of the day, it is is degrading because we're full-grown adult women. It takes away that authority, basically. It, cha- it makes us into children again instead of acknowledging that we are full-grown adults who have minds and we think for ourselves and we have authority in those spaces. Um,
1: so, yeah, a couple thoughts there.
2: Yeah, it, yeah, that is an interesting – that is definitely an interesting thought. Yeah, because
1: even, even when we were live-tweeting – because we tweeted during the entire debate, by the way, it was a grand time. You should definitely – well – Go check it out. Yeah, go check it. Yeah, go check so it fun. out. Yeah. At the at the three podcasts on Twitter. But I sent out a couple talking about Senator Harris. And when I was when I was tweeting out, I said things like Go for the jugular, girl. Like and I know I know that like it's really common to say things like, Girl, get it, and stuff like that, but like now that I think of it like that that's another like it's playing into the same crap sort of kind of but not quite I would say hold on
2: hold on hold on hold on it's all it's all in the context
1: yes okay
2: you, you gotta take into account context who's saying it, why they're saying it, how it's being used, what's being communicated with it mm-hmm. So there's much more complex complexity to what we're talking about then um i i just don't think it's across the board
0: Mm -hmm. no i wouldn't i definitely wouldn't say i think there is like because for example like i think it's for like a woman to be like you're my girl like i think there's like sentiment like it's really like mom said this is a multifaceted discussion Mm-hmm. I had never thought about calling her Harris because I always hear people say Kamala and also Kamala is a fun name, Kamala Lamina. Like, right, it's just a fun right, name. Right. It or
2: Mamala, right, because but okay, and here, here's <laughs> <Mama> another <Kamala. laughs> Yeah, right, like I'm Mama Lisa. So mm-hmm. I think okay, my thought here too as we're talking about this is it's um, it's it's more intimate, too. It's more personal or personable. Yeah. It's uh, it's more feminine.
1: Mm, okay, that makes sense.
2: So I think there's, you know, like I said, I think there's more to this um, than meets the eye. Mm-hmm.
0: I think I do think so, too, because I do think this is like a multifaceted thing. I do have a question, though, and I want your opinion, because I've kind of stayed a little bit away from headlines about the um the um the vp debate because i just i wanted to come into this discussion without being like Mm -hmm. you know and i don't i didn't want other people's thoughts in my head yes i didn't want to be influenced um i just basically we watched it listened to it and i have like you know a general understanding of what went on um my question is in i know len you obviously you're looking at news mom's looking at news would you say that like the media a hundred percent went harder on Harris versus Biden, like how they reacted
2: mm. it's an interesting question it depends well it depends on who you listen to,
1: yeah like what it de- like it definitely depends on the news source um sure
2: like tre- well trevor noah his um What he did, he did the night after the debate. Really, like he said, it was kind of, you know, boring, but it was just, you know, a plain old debate. Hmm. And then looking more so at what each person did. um, I mean, you know, Kamala basically didn't have a whole lot of talking time. You know, she lost, you know, some to Pence. But the one thing, like with Pence, is we know that he he embellished and lied from most of what he did say. Yeah. So there was that. Um, like a you know, like other news sources really you know trashed her, um, and boosted up Pence and how wonderful he did. So it's yeah, it's really who you you know who you listen to. But some of it was, you know, it was. It was kind of like, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't as crazy sensational. as sensational, Trump- sensational. Right. So I think we're back, you know, we've come full circle here to um. to the very fact that it wasn't as as chaotic or sensational or, de- well, divisive. De- divisive as Trump and Biden and then you had a fly land on Pence's head and all the focus went to the fly because well it was a fly on Pence's head but anyway yeah yeah that's what I that's what I've taken from it so when I've heard
1: I think that I didn't really see as much time spent really just attacking everything Kamala had to say the way excuse me Harris had to say the way we saw with Biden immediately after. I didn't see as much mm-hmm. of that. like there just wasn't there just wasn't as much focus on it. No, I know that the um, the vice president de- presidential debate is not as big a deal as the presidential debate for a lot of people. so that might be part of it. But Hmm. now this is just like me and my casual browsing to see what's going on and just casually reading it, um, articles as they come in and as I see them, but there just didn't seem to be as much focus after that. And Hmm. like Mama Lisa said, there was a lot of focus on things like that fly as opposed to people actually talking about what was said.
0: Huh. I I do I do find it like interesting because we started where where we started talking about this was the Twenty Fifth Amendment and how basically everyone just got bored with Nancy
2: Pelosi and yeah mm-hmm. what's his name uh, Jamie Raskin what's his name Jamie Raskin Jamie Raskin mm-hmm. I like that Raskin interesting name.
0: So that story really fell by the wayside. And again, like I said, I haven't really been reading anything because I wanted to come here uninfluenced. But it was like my vibe was that there wasn't that, like, the story like you had with the presidential debate, obviously for probably a couple different reasons. But, like, this debate was still really important because we, like, Harris, like... Was speaking about things I think that like really mattered a lot. Like, you know, the, the biggest thing was like that's kind of like stuck out to me was that Pence kept going after her and telling the American people that they're going to tax everybody and you're not going to have any oh, money. How horrible. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not what anyone wants to do. They want to take money away from you pence trump everyone else who has money i don't know how much he makes to be honest but it's like people oh it's only people over four four hundred k which is literally in the top percent like top top people yeah
2: and and to say this a little bit let's like just put in your part of it instead of like trying to rip off the government everybody else has to put in their part yeah. And That's the all we're should... asking is for them to put in their part. How much does she, he make?
1: The So the president's salary is exactly 400000 So Biden would be putting himself in a position to be taxed. So right along with them, the vice president makes $230,000 $230,700 is what the vice president gets paid. So even Mike fucking Pence under this proposal wouldn't be, affected. wouldn't be affected. The fact that
0: Biden is putting his neck out, like literally putting his neck out for this thing, he's like, yeah, we should be taxed more. I sh- he's literally saying, I should be taxed mm-hmm. more. He's standing up yeah. there and saying, I should be taxed more.
1: Mm-hmm
2: lunacy utter lunacy
1: (laughs) they also apparent
2: well lunacy that they're they're saying oh no 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 they're trying to take your money away to the middle class which isn't true
0: no we want to give we want to make that's the thing it's like i want to make your lives better like so does the entire like that's the the whole point it's just like
2: and it may hmm. not happen overnight again it's like we've got to look you know, it's like, look, like, you know, our our current our current sitting president and his um, cronies, uh, whatever you want to call them. I was trying to be polite here, um, have have done immense damage to our uh, economy because of how they've they've handled especially how they've handled the pandemic and you know what i have read over the past few months is it may take up to 10 years to recover and that and that is if we get biden into the white house and we can start to rebuild another four years of trump and holy shit guys Democracy, basically, democracy will be dead.
0: Well, he's already trying to, um, what was he doing? What is it Trump was trying to do? Besides bribe which the American one?
2: people.
0: With... I know, <laughs> I mean, it's which like... Which one? He he basically went on Twitter and bri- was trying to bribe voters into voting for him. He's like, hey, I'm not going to give you any money. Oh, the stimulus package. I'm in office. Yeah. yeah, the stimulus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is... That's bribery, first off. He does it in literally everything he does. Everything. I follow his, his email campaigns. It's just bribery. I don't, like, I just don't know. And then he tried backtracking when he realized the Dow was going down. And it's so tanking. was, like, his populace, too. <laughs> and he was like, ah, Jake, Kai You know, and now he's trying to bribe Elderly people to yes. vote for him. That's what it was. What The medica- the medical cards?
2: Yes, the medical card. $200 one-time, $200 medical card for prescription medications.
0: Does he know how expensive prescriptions are?
2: Well, see, that's his idea of lowering, lowering the cost somehow. I mean... That's not, though. There's no regulations. There's no policy No, that change. article I found... Of, Of what they're going to do and how they're going to do it, it's going to cost eight billion dollars, and it's going to come out of medical uh, Medicare.
1: So he can put his name on the fucking card the same way we all had to get those fucking letters telling yeah telling us that the stimulus check was from Donald J Trump. I remember right after the stimulus check came out, I was waiting in line at Walmart to go in. And there was a group of people ahead of me. It was a family. And the dad told his son to make sure to thank Donald J. Trump, because that's the reason why he's able to bring his son to the store to get a toy today.
0: Talk about a fucking ego trip for that for Trump. Like this is.
2: <sighs> well, that's a whole other discussion. It is. And you know what? It's like, look, it's like I'm I'm to the point of let's. Putting more energy into that insanity, I think, is extremely futile. And where where can we put that energy into moving forward? And Well, I like, think
0: I think it is like talking about that long the long the the legacy, that longevity. Like right. how do we actually get from point A to point B? Right. Which we, we, we all know right now Exactly. So we all know right now the first step is voting.
2: Vote. Yeah, get out and vote. There's lots of ways to vote. What we're going to do is we have mail-in ballots. I am going to... We don't have um, ballot boxes. I am literally taking them to our election office and handing them in. Yeah. Um, so that I know my vote gets counted. And there's lots of ways to do it. But get out and vote. Vote. Get Biden and Harris you know, into the White House, next step is getting this pandemic under control. So we can, we can then begin to rebuild our economy. And that's literally the steps that, you know, and I'm sure there's lots of little tiny steps in between all of that, but yeah, get out and vote guys.
0: Right. Because at the end of the day, it really is thinking how Nancy Pelosi And Raskin is thinking about this 25th Amendment, about that longevity, about that legacy, about out there beyond where we can see. That's really where we all need to shift to not paying attention to the fly on Pence's head. You're literally microscopic and you're too close to be able to see the big picture at that point, which is funny. It's great. Stress relief is wonderful. But once you've done that and you've taken care of yourself, now it's like out beyond out beyond there in the uh, that unknown world that we don't know exactly the way it's going to look but we can all figure it out if
1: we do that together.
2: Yes, we have we have an idea of how what we want that world to look like and we all have to work together to get there.
1: And what I also wanted to bring up is that this isn't just a presidential election. There are also Senate and House seats up for grabs right now. Yes. There are 35 Senate seats that are up for election. We can turn the tide that blue wave through the senate we can get mitch mcconnell who keeps blocking all of the every every single little thing that the democrats try to do to help us right now mitch mcconnell keeps blocking so with those 35 seats up if we can if we can change that that's also going to go such a long way. So the election is not just at this point about the president, but it's also about the Senate. It's also about the House. And depending on what happens with Amy Coney Barrett, this could also be about what the Supreme Court looks like. So this isn't just a presidential election. This is all forms of our government.
0: Yep, it's exactly that. And it Exactly. It's about the long-term idea. Like, where do we want America to go? Where do you want it to go? Think about that. Right. And that's actually what we're going to leave you with for for this episode. Think about what you and how you want to see America evolve and what direction do you want America to go? Because your voice matters and everything you're doing matters. So keep doing what you're doing, putting that one foot in front of the other. Take care of yourself. Take care of the people around you. And for the love of God wear a mask, and vote.
1: Please. Thanks
0: so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed. And if you would like to see more of our content, you can find us on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Three Podcasts. You can also find blogs as well as updated podcast episodes on our website at www.the3podcast.com and you can also drop us a line at the3podcastofficial at gmail.com Until next time, The 3 Podcasts out.